Welcome to Swing Theory Golf, the ultimate podcast for the golf enthusiast. I'm your host, Tim McElvana, PGA professional, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Sean Klotz, a seasoned PGA professional, as well as over 20 years experience in the golf industry. Join us as we delve into the world of golf, covering everything from swing tips to top-notch golf destinations. We will discuss the greatest golfers of all time and explore the latest golf trends in the game of golf. Get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf, your source for all things golf. Let's dive in. Hey, Sean, I uh, heard you got a lesson yesterday from uh, Tim Pulse. Is that correct? I did, Tim. You know, it's... um what been playing golf for 25 years and and you see these guys on tour they always have a coach they're always working with their their pro and uh, sometimes you just can't figure it out yourself i mean most of the time you can't figure it out yourself you know that's why we have jobs essentially absolutely <laughs> even the instructors need an instructor correct <laughs> yeah, yeah so um the the good thing about um taking a lesson and, and it's funny because i went out and played last night so i had the lesson two days ago didn't practice just straight out you know. and, and tried it out, huh? Yeah, and guess what happened to him? What? It didn't work. Didn't? <laughs> it didn't well, work. That, that sometimes happens when we get on out there. It doesn't work all the way that we want. Haven't so. tried it. Haven't practiced it. Yeah, and that's know? the big thing. Right. So when, when, when we do our instruction with golfers, you know, we hope we kind of space them out maybe once a week or once every two weeks yeah. in the hope and the desire that they're going to go practice. Yeah. So, so I can't have any expectations of me getting better until I put the work in. Absolutely. You know, either at my studio, uh, on track man, or on the golf course or at a range. So, but um, yeah, and, and even so, my problem, and not to be so specific, essentially is just my club face tends to either open or close at impact. Okay. And mostly with longer irons. It okay. Doesn't really affect a pitching wedge or nine iron. Yeah. I'll hit those pretty straight. But what uh, Tim Poltz uh, yeah. kind of. You know, factored in on was uh, my grip, my grip, the position of my hands. To grip your grip. Okay, interesting. And then also the pressure in my hands at um, on the club. The the grip pressure. Yeah. Okay. Those are things that you know sometimes go you kind of go unnoticed. Yeah, I I would never even thought about looking into that that area. So yeah, what did he talk about with that? So um, typically, you know, for the golfers out there, the weak grip that we call it is Mm -hmm. typically um, in the position of your hands is where your hands are more to the left uh, placed on the club right there. Okay. The, the, The left hand is more left and then the right hand is more over the middle of the shaft okay. to the left. And then the stronger grip, we call it, is the one where your hands are opposite. They're more to the right side. Gotcha. Right, the center line of the club. Pointing more towards your right shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And um, basically what he was saying was that the, uh, the p- position of my hands was too weak with that left hand. So there's two ways to fix the club face problem, which, again, was the, the main thing we're trying to fix. So mm-hmm. if... Um, he said you can do it one of two ways. You can either strengthen your grip pressure. So, okay. So one through ten, ten being the most death grip that you could ever put on a club. Mm-hmm. One, you're just kind of literally holding the club. Right. Um, but you want to probably be somewhere around a six or a seven, which is pretty strong. Wow. I mean, I've always been taught that you want to have like a, you know, somewhere between a two and a three to make sure that you've got a, you know, making sure that you feel like you're holding a live bird in your hands. And I I wouldn't think a six or a seven would be holding a live bird in my hands. (laughs) I think we'd be killing it, right? Yeah. Um, But the, the, the point of it is it's kind of like if you look at it, the pitching wedge, nine iron, eight iron, we're pretty straight. Mm -hmm. They're coming up, you know, flight is straight, ball flight's good, no, no fade. 
but that swing speed is probably around 75 to maybe 80 miles an hour. Correct. Right. When me and you start swinging a, a five or six iron, now our swing speed's 86, 87, 88. Generous, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're swinging something faster. Yeah. So it's going to rotate more. Correct. You know, especially if you don't have a good handle on it. it makes sense. You know, so that, that was kind of like a light bulb moment to me. Yeah. After playing golf for 30 years. Yeah. I mean, looking at something that uh, you probably, as you said, goes completely unnoticed, especially with the amateur golfer, for sure, is to, to look at something like that. Yep. So that's interesting. Yeah. And, and even like we were talking about a little bit yesterday, like, you know, the the uh, when I walked into that lesson, mm-hmm. I, I thought we were going to work on A, B and C. Yeah. And we didn't. We didn't even come close, right? We worked on a totally different thing, which is a lot of times when our students come to us, right. they think they've already got it figured out. Well, they, they, they've already, you know, to you, they've diagnosed the problem. You know, it's either the swing path or something like that. And then when you, you get onto something like the grip, it takes them to, down a whole different alley in there. Yeah. And it's amazing that, uh, you know, you know, some of those great minds think that way, you know, like Tim Pulse to think of that. You yeah. know, that's amazing. And so that was one way, either grip pressure. And mm-hmm. I told him, I said, after about 10 swings, I'm like, hey, I've got arthritis in my hands. It's kind of hurting to actually tighten my grip Oh, pressure. that's a good point, too. Yeah. Hard. And I already have mid-sized grips on there. He said, well, then you've got to change the position of your left hand because your left hand is too weak. It's it's too far to the left. Okay. If you position, if you move the, the space between your thumb and your forefinger and essentially tighten that space on your left hand okay. and position the club more in the fingers instead of having it start in the palm, mm-hmm. then you're going to have your left hand slightly more on top of the club, okay. which then makes the club face go more left. You know, we know that okay. the, more, the more we strengthen our grip, the mm-hmm. more left the club face goes. Correct. Me and you know that because we do it all, every day. Yeah. Our average listener may not. They, they may they may be looking for other things. Yeah. And, and it's such an important feature. Uh, and the last part that I thought, again, was pretty eye-opening for me that I didn't think about in 30 years. He said, hey, your left hand is the only is the hand that's completely on the club. Mm. You know, the right hand is partially on the club because yeah. it's either interlocked or overlapped. Right. But it's not fully on the club. So the position of the left hand is ultimately more important mm-hmm. to what the club face is going to do. Okay, so it kind of goes back to the old idea that the left hand's more for the power and, and strength, and the right hand's just kind of your guide as you kind of come through. Yep. Great point yep. there. Yep. So, again, he did what we talked about you know, mm-hmm. already in these podcasts. First thing we did was half swings. Yeah. Second thing we did was half swings with one hand, okay. trying to feel the difference with the one hand left gotcha. hand versus the one hand right handed. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you know, I'd say another good kind of part of the teaching part is we do this a little bit i don't do it as much maybe you do but basically he had me make a couple of full swings right okay hold my finish and then from the finish position rotate back to, to where okay impact was you know and you can see the club face is open gotcha <laughs> that's a that's a great little great little drill right there yeah you don't you don't necessarily see it when you're completely having your follow through done no when you rotate back and then you see that your hand is moved on the club and the face is more open then the evidence is right there yeah. for you. You can yeah. see it. Yep. So absolutely. So uh, just from that perspective, it was really good to kind of get uh, just a start. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just a start of what's what your um, what your hands should be on the club because if you don't have the basics done, and and that's really the first step that you want to kind of go is is the grip. I mean, yeah. it's it's the only thing that connects us, uh, you know, to the ball through the club. Yep. Um, so I think that's uh, you know a great point that he started at the at the uh, origins of it with the grip. Yep. You know, yep. 
I think maybe for our, our general golfer out there, you know, which club do they struggle with driver? I'm oh, sorry, I gave you the answer. Yeah. <laughs> which club do they slice the most? Driver. All longest driver. club, yep. you know, straightest face. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, least amount of loft. Correct. So, so, so the most amount of spin. Yeah. Right. And then also they're swinging at the fastest. Correct. So you need to have a more of a tighter grip right. or a stronger grip on that yep. as you rotate yep. through. Yep. Um, so when they, and again, when we, play with golfers who are fading it or slicing it yeah. on, the, on the golf course what do they do they aim more left they aim more left and they they swing more left which opens up the path in the face and yep. more right it goes yep. correct. Correct. <laughs> unfortunately yeah. so that's a hard you know when, when we teach how to fix a slice on the range first of all they always want to start with driver yeah i promise you they're doing it with their seven iron two mm -hmm. but so basically the idea would be we we usually tip, teach them the opposite right we teach them to get basically closed with their setup gotcha you know that left foot staying in front of the right foot mm -hmm. and then i also think that golfers might get their stance correct but then they forget what their hips and their shoulders are doing yes yes and they've all got to match up yeah I, I see them out there with the alignment rod and they get their feet correct uh, but they forget about the the upper two-thirds the you, you know the hips and the, and the shoulders so yeah. getting making sure that those body lines are are straight on or parallel to each other is is paramount or at least a little closed i think yeah. you know so you can get to the inside part of the path learn it right you mm -hmm. know, have the problem be hey sean hey tim I'm, I'm hooking it now how do i fix that well yeah. you came to me you were slicing it yeah <laughs> so now we've gone the other way so now we got to bring it back you know with some of these things but correct your body's got to get that the, the um, muscle memory type of thing which is it's not cheating it's just you're training your body to swing more from the inside absolutely to the outside yes instead of currently a person who slices it swings over the top which is a term you hear mm -hmm. a lot uh, outside in over the top you know all those kind of yeah. bad terms um, so I think just getting it this is another one that I love I know sometimes we, we sound like we're I don't know. Sometimes we sound like we're making fun of our audience. But yeah. It's because we see a lot of things yeah. on the range or on the golf course. So you'll see the player who gets their feet lined up correctly, and then they take their club and put it parallel against their – like they stand up. Oh, yeah. They're, they're I love that. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> they're lined up down the fairway. They, they So they stand up to do it. They put their club on their shoulders, and then they're way left. Yeah. But then they – Bend down a little get bit into position and then they're in a different you know shoulders are in the totally different alignment then correct, correct, so yeah. so uh yeah just just be aware of it videotaping or videoing your swing videotaping sorry videoing your swing is, yes is a, just a really good way and there's even a bunch of uh youtube videos on how to video your swing because you want to do it from a certain level yeah i know the amg athletic motion golf guys have a nice kind of youtube tutorial on how to yeah. video your swing because uh, you got to do it from a proper level. You don't want to just be, mm -hmm. and you got to be on the correct down the line. Michael Breed's got a great book okay. out there too. Yeah, he uh, he did a great in-depth study about it and where you, where you want to place the camera. You know, okay. uh, for certain positions. Because yeah. uh, if you get the camera out of position by a couple degrees, it will make it look like it's over the top. Or, and then you're really starting to dig into problems. <laughs> so uh, check those things out on YouTube yeah. and, and uh, Michael Breed. That that'd be good. Yeah. So first thing is definitely getting the path of your body working more. Again, if we're trying to get rid of a fade or a slice, mm -hmm. um, the, the, we got to get the path to come more from the inside to the outside. Correct. Um, and the, the last part of path, we could talk about path for hours, but I think that golfers give up at the ball, you know, at impact. Yeah. They, they forget that path is also how you exit yeah. the club. 
So a lot of times we might see them coming from inside out on the downswing, mm -hmm. but then they get to the ball and then their left elbow starts collapsing yeah. and the club head starts going way left and they pull the club essentially in towards their body. Yeah. And, and that's equally as bad because now you get, you know. Well, it reminds me of uh, uh, one of our uh, patrons that we used to, to work with, Sean Van Patten, It used to say it's a golf swing, not a golf hit. You and, and you really do see that. They really just try to hit at the ball and then they yeah. forget about post-impact yeah. uh, and getting through. So it's yeah. just kind of a choppy motion, right. you know, like right. chopping wood or something. My, my analogy there is um, uh, I think if you look at a professional bowler mm -hmm. and, and watch how they make their follow through, Yeah, right, they're not throwing the ball or our pitcher is another good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they're falling off the mound to the to yeah. the opposite side yeah. of what they're throwing from. And they're trying to get into you know into balance. Correct. Um, but the, the bowler, there's some unbelievable PBA bowlers, professional bowlers up in Claremont outside of Orlando. Oh, okay. And I had the opportunity to kind of watch probably ten of them. There was like a there's a pro am where we had bowlers and golfers. Oh, really? really That's interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. To I see. bet that was a very interesting yeah. conversation with professional bowlers yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So Jason Couch was one on my team, and he's a, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he is. But uh, Norm Duke, uh, Randy Peterson, all these guys who are just high high level wow. bowlers. Uh, not early, early Anthony's like an older school guy from seventies and eighties. Okay. 90s. But these guys are more like the we'll call it nineties, two thousands kind of current. Okay. But um. So we're bowling, and it's like I said, it's like a five-player kind of team. So we bowled at night, and then we played golf the next day. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really interesting to see Jason. He had probably six strikes in a row. Okay. Right? And then you see him walk up, do his normal routine, which we're going to get to, I think, yeah. either today or in a future one. But um, walk up, do his normal routine, and as soon as he released that ball, he knew that it wasn't a strike. I mean, the instant that he, that he released it. Just an athlete. Just right. He's done it so many years. He knows instantly. It's amazing. Yep. So uh, the next day I said to him, I said, hey, how did you know you missed that seventh ball? He goes, how did you know? I said, because I play golf and I know what looks good and what feels good. Yeah. And as soon as I hit it, I know where it's going too. He goes, yeah, it's the same thing. He goes, as soon as I released it, I knew I was two you know, centimeters to the left. And I could tell it wasn't going to go in the center uh, center pin, and I could tell it was going to miss, and I was going to have two pins left. And wow. That's exactly what happened. Amazing <laughs> athletic know? feel right there. That's right. amazing. Yeah. So finishing or getting to a good finish, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, we call it we call it uh, posting sometimes, but but getting to that good finish, going back to the lesson with Tim, going getting getting to a good finish, but also having the club face in a good position. Absolutely. At that spot, you know, yeah. it's, it's not just that impact. It's got to stay you know, uh, all the way through. Rotating all the way through as you come through. Yeah. Yep. Just can't quit at it. That's it. So that's, that's the first part is the club path. Right? Okay. And then the second path part would be <clears throat> how do we keep the club face? Again, if we're not trying to, to fade it, mm -hmm. you got to get the club face to go left or closed or whatever the term you want to use. To your path. To your path. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. So um, I think it's always good to kind of, again, start off short, half swings, feel the club face, um, get to a good position you know, through impact. At, at impact. Yeah. I, I like uh, the, the analogy or the, the thing that you use with your students is you make sure that they, they hold the follow through at a, you know, a three quarter finish right there and making sure that their arms are extended. Uh, I think that gives people a really good feeling of extension all the way through. Um, but also, you know, they, they don't, 
worry so much about their backswing as much as they're worried about the follow-through and you start to see that that swing shorten up and they start to get that thing on plane a lot easier when they're focusing on something more in front of the ball and keeping that structure out in front of them uh compared to um you know when they just kind of collapse at at impact right and that's a that's a chicken wing that we see Mm -hmm. with that left arm yeah and i think that's uh i think that's really Again, relative to other sports, you know, as we're talking about being dynamic golf and, and not being so static with what with our movements and our golf yeah. swing. Um, if you just had a five-year-old and told him to throw you a ball underhanded, <laughs> right? They're not going to stop at impact, or, or when they release the ball, they're not going to stop. No, they're going to step through. Yeah, they're going to walk towards you. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to, if you think about it, you're probably going to have your left foot and your right foot in different positions at the beginning. You wouldn't have both feet, you know, yeah. with each other. Cross call, yeah. cross crawl pattern. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, basketball is, again, a good one because, again, you don't see the, the, free, th- the free throw shooter, the think about, again, the, the three-point shooter. Like, it's almost like they're, um, they're on the court and they're, they're not showboating. No. But they hold that finish of that that hand correct when, when they after they released I, I i relate that to the old tiger spin when they they yeah. spin the tie you know they spin the club that's kind of that feeling you know you did that athletic movement perfectly Perfect. right yeah. and and you just want to kind of hold that moment yeah. and i think that's just positive reinforcement yeah you know that's a good good good, good way to say it so so yeah so get the club face left of your path so um i guess in how we're going to help people with this slice thing <clears throat> You have multiple ways you can do this at home. You could take a cardboard box, okay. some type of, ideally, you know, 48 inches long or whatever, mm-hmm. just a standard shipping box that you'd ship for your golf club or whatever, and and put it next to the ball, like downrange, like okay. just to the right of the right of the golf ball, and then move it at an angle, so it's slightly coming from the inside of the outside. Okay, so it's pointing a little bit out towards the second baseman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where you can't hit the box, you know. Gotcha. And then, Basically, again, same thing. Just elevate it as you go faster. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little harder because yeah. you're going to turn your shoulders more, and that's going to make you sometimes hit the box. Correct. On the, on the, but um, learn it from that position. Uh, again, same thing. Driver is a really good one to do with smaller swings. Yes. These half back swings. Yes. But to your point, to the good follow through. You know, it, whether whether your back swing's halfway back, your follow through is going to be three quarters of the way through. Yeah. You know, if your back swing is three quarters of the way back, then your follow through is going to be a full. It's always longer. Yes. You know, it's always yes. Longer. Short to long. Yep. That's what I always yeah. say. Short to long. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, hopefully, I think that is you know pretty good start to help. I think so. I think that's a good good spot to be at uh, right there. Path face. Um, you know, always work on your grip. I think that's very important. Making sure that you feel that in the fingers. Yep. I, I find a lot of my students find it in the palm yep. um, and that, uh, you know, you're not able to rotate your wrists and, and grasp that club as, as hard as you can. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you're having those issues with the slice, you know, start off with the grip, then start taking a look at your face and your path yep. uh, and work on those things. Yeah, absolutely. So practice hard, um, you know, go and just one last little thing is uh, I think on the range we get caught up in hitting the ball off the ground. Mm, yeah, you know, I think there's a really good value to hitting the ball off of a tee. Yes, uh, seven irons, little small swings. Again, just just yeah. if it's on the tee, you kind of eliminate the worry to get the ball up in the air. And I think it also helps promote a little bit more of a shallowing motion if you have it teed up a little bit too. Yep. You know, it kind of helps get your right shoulder down a little bit as you come through impact. Yep, yep. you know, that's a good good point. So if you're going to look at some videos online, 
I would probably recommend uh, John Rom. It, it does a really mm. good job of shallowing it. Yeah. Ricky Fowler is kind of known for it. Matt Kuchar looks, you know, some of the guys that look like they're shallowing it. Yeah. Everybody's pretty much doing it. There's not too many guys who are, there's people that swing slightly outside in over the top. A little bit. There's some of very, them. Very, very little. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the guys that you probably want to have in your, in your imagination is the guys who look like they're doing it more. Uh, again, I, I don't think I mentioned this one. Justin Rose has a great downswing yes. drill. Yes, yes. Um, and, and, and his is a really good drill because it's feel versus real is what he says, mm-hmm. right? Um, the feel of where that club, the handle and the, and the club head are coming from behind your body, literally. Yeah. The club head is literally behind your, your back into, into impact is way further inside than you ever kind of Oh, did. yeah, you feel like you're dumping the club <laughs> yeah. back behind you, yeah. right? Yep. And you're not really going to do that in the full swing because you're going to turn and rotate and all yeah. those things. But you've got to get your body to feel the opposite of what you're currently doing. Correct. So you can get it back to where you're trying to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Start getting those feels. Yep. So um, once again, thank you so much. Um, and uh, we look forward to the next session. Thank yep. you, Sean. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and teeing off with Swing Theory Golf. Keep swinging, keep improving, and stay tuned for more exciting episodes. This is Tim McElvain, signing off.